Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 323rd episode of the Stone Cold Sewer Podcast. Sandy, we were struggling to come up with an idea of what to talk about, but you told me the question that I need to ask you, so I'm going to ask you, what what did you make this weekend? So, we were recently gifted a slow cooker um, from Carolyn's parents. Uh, I'm sure you guys have a slow cooker, right? Yeah, one of Lena's favorite, I don't remember if it was a wedding gift or not, but... Um, one of Layden's favorite items that we have. Yeah. Do you guys use it often? She does, especially for Gordon's foods. Um, I don't use it personally very much, but she does a good bit. Okay. So what, uh, what does like, what's like your go-to slow cooker strategy and like recipe? So you're going to have to ask her that one. It's, it's a lot of like different foods though for Gordon. Um, oftentimes like chickpeas will go into it. Some type of beans, like just like a variety of like stewy, soupy, um, uh, lunches and dinners, dinners for him. Usually, usually vegetables and some type of like beans, um, like maybe some kale or spinach. Um, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. I think it's like kind of whatever we happen to have in the house that she feels might mix well together. Um, she's not necessarily working off of a recipe, but those are typically it. Gotcha. Um, so we were originally going to make pulled pork this weekend. Now, okay. The, the slow cooker, you know how there's like a, that lid that has to go on and almost creates like this seal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keeps the the heat in. Um, we, we found there was a a bit of an issue with the seals before we even made anything. We like try to put the Mm. the lid on. It's like, you know, there's there's almost like this like plastic uh, that like sort of curls out to create that thing that you can like gently place the lid on. Yeah. Um, ours was like a little bit scalloped. So it's almost, it wasn't coming out flat. It was almost going straight down. So we were finding that we weren't able to create a, uh, a really good seal and, We've been thinking about making like barbecue at home for, for a minute now. So like, you know what? Let's uh let me see if there's a way to to find out how to make pulled pork like in the oven or something. And found a recipe. Uh, so we went to Whole Foods and I, I, I like learned a lot, right? I learned that you're supposed to use pork shoulder. They also call it pork butt. Um, so the butt and the shoulder apparently like colloquially are the same thing. We bought four pounds <laughs> okay. of it. Yeah, and the funny is because when, when we were at the the butcher, the butcher section of Whole Foods, I went to the the woman go, hey, let me get a let me get that uh, pork butt over there. She goes, how much you want? And I go, I want four pounds. She goes, you want four pounds? <laughs> I, want, I want four pounds of pork booty. Yeah, right. They said apparently the actual pork butt is called the ham because we really decided oh, really? to make this all super uh, super confusing but um thankfully it, it was like what, what essentially four pounds is like one package of it it comes in like this like uh, mesh netting so we picked that up um we had to pick up a, a couple of spices like onion powder we don't have onion powder we had garlic powder but we don't have onion powder and i'm just realizing now that our spice rack is like starting to get we have a spice uh 
shelf, we'll say. Okay. Uh, and it's and I have these two little mini like uh, lazy Susans. So I have like the most popular spices that we use on the right, and like the not as often used one on the left. I'm just finding out that we're running out of space, man. So we got to figure out a way to like put like we have your standard spices, obviously we have, but we also have like three kinds of salt. We have a uh, we have a uh, a Morton's uh, sea salt, right? We have yep. a blue diamond cooking salt, which is apparently a hollow crystal salt, so it's less salty. Um, so when if you see me cook with this thing, you're like, holy shit, dude, how much salt are you putting in this thing? But apparently it's because it's hollow and the Morton salt is dense, uh, Morton salt is saltier salt. Did you know that? What do you mean? I did not know this, no. Yeah. And uh, and so we have like three kinds of salt. We got a pepper grinder, but you know, you have like your red pepper flakes. You got your onion powder, your garlic yep. powder, thyme, basil, rosemary, cumin, um, everything, everything. You just you start getting, you start getting duplicates of stuff that you go out yeah, and you go geez. through pretty quickly. The cinnamon, yeah. cinnamon, nutmeg. We have small oh, yeah. bits of cinnamon. We don't really use too much cinnamon in our cooking. We oh, use okay. a little bit of nutmeg. Uh, we have like garam marsala. We have like, we're trying to like pick up more stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I would like there to be some sort of system, but that's that's for, that's for later. Anyways, so the name of the game apparently with like pulled anything um, is low and slow, and so I uh, we have a Le Creuset, uh, which is awesome. Um, what kind of, do you guys have? Like a, one of those things? What say that? What was it? It's a Le Creuset. It's like a what? Are, what are these things? I'm like I'm blanking on a Dutch oven. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. We do, we do. Yeah, we we don't use that very often though. So I use this all the time. I'm like trying to get my money's worth out of this thing. I'm really trying to beat the hell out of it. Um, <laughs> but it was great because all we did was we made a rub. Now apparently, uh, because you know I don't make a lot of barbecue, you can you can make a rub, a dry rub, rub it all over the whatever you're cooking, and like potentially let it sit for like overnight to like really let it lock in. I didn't know you could do that. I thought you only did it with like marinades, you know what I mean? Like if you you make like a marinade and you just let the chicken breast or whatever like sit in that over like for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, but we just did that. I cut up and it was like four pounds of this thing. So I was like, holy shit, it's like a massive log. I'm not going to cook all this. Because like, you know, like if you, it's harder to cook a large piece of meat than if you're cooking, if you cut into smaller pieces. So I cut it into like five pieces, seared it on every side, and then we poured a can of Coke uh, as like the liquid. Put the oh, lid on it. Really? Yeah, three hundred degrees. I don't. I haven't cooked anything in the oven at three hundred for a while. Three hundred felt really low. Yes, you, that is low. <laughs> right? You're usually like three fifty minimum. Like, yeah, three fifty minimum. Four 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 twenty five. Four twenty five is my nice my nice middle ground. Yeah. Um. But you put this heavy cast iron, not cast iron, a Dutch oven lid on it. Three hours, mm. you don't touch it. Uh, came back and I'm like starting to like uh, after three hours I'm like touching it I'm like holy shit dude it's like it's almost like when you make ribs and like the, you touch it a little bit the whole thing just wants to slide off the bone um, just, oh shit this is good but it looked a little yeah. the, the color was a little red and I was like not red as in bad but like red as in like a light and I go oh you know what they, they tell me to take the lid off and cook it for another two hours uh, but check mm. on it every 30 minutes so I was like I was looking at it I go you know what we gave it an hour I was like you know what this is pretty good so took it out. It had this dark red color to it, like nice and brown, you know. Get that nice, yeah. uh, nice, almost like a like a crispy edge, you know. 
let it sit for a second, forked it out, and then we made a, it was a nice pulled pork. Um, we also made a, this like really sick mac and cheese uh, with like rotelli pasta, like those pinwheel pasta. Yep. yep. Um, but we used uh, we used Asiago cheese, Gruyere cheese, uh, sharp cheddar, and then I think there's another one I forget, but essentially, Swiss. Nah, not I, Swiss. I uh, Fontina, Fontina cheese. Uh, okay. Um, we grated probably about two pounds of cheese into this thing. Damn. Um, yeah, your boys. Did you? Did you lactose make intolerant? Like... <laughs> I ain't no quitter. I, aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> we made the whole thing. I, I found out this was a recipe for eight people. So. Wow. And did you eat it all by yourself? No, I didn't eat it all by myself. We, did we you eat it all in one sitting? Should, yeah. Right. Did we you eat it one? <laughs> Uh, what was interesting was you melted three tablespoons of butter, you put three uh, three tablespoons of flour in, start to get that uh, whisked up and, and thickened, stream of hot milk, you put all the cheese in, you put some spices, like there's a dry mustard you gotta put in there, yada yada. So you're just making this cheese sauce, right? Dude, I'm telling you, right. when I'm whisking this cheese sauce, man, when I'm about, when I pour it out into the, uh, the pasta, it, it came out like like a like a pancake batter, it was so thick. Nothing stuck to the side of the, uh, the saucepan, which was super insane. Mix it all up, threw in like the shredded cheese, you know, and all yeah. that. Folded up. It was definitely. Do you like mac and cheese? Love mac and cheese. Yeah. Do you like your mac and cheese like on the drier side or on like the saucier side? More on the drier side. Ever since Lena started making mac and cheese for me, I just can't really go back to anything else. She does the baked mac and cheese, and it's it's like it's perfection every time. Yeah, yeah. So like we we made it obviously baked with uh, panko on top, and it was just a little bit dry for my taste. I think it might have been a little needed a little bit more milk. Um, not that I like need a you know. I think when we grew up, you eat at school or, or whatever. It's like sitting in like that soupy yellow shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, our, our mac and cheese was a yellow, so it was white, but mm-hmm. it was like. Definitely, definitely needed to touch up that recipe in the future in terms of how much liquid that goes in there. Because I'm telling you, reheating it has been really tough. It, it comes out like a pie. Uh, it's so thick and like congealed at this point. But uh, it was good. It was good. I think I'd. Uh, I don't know. I, I like. I like when there's like texture to kind of to that kind of stuff. So the the, the breadcrumbs really helped. And uh, do you eat mashed potatoes? Do you like mashed potatoes? I like mashed potatoes. Don't eat them very often anymore. You don't eat them often. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. You can't be eating starch at that level. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. But when you do eat mashed potatoes, if you had to have a choice, do you like it creamy or do you like it chunky? I'm a creamy guy. I like a creamy mashed potato. Yeah. Do you like what about it you? With the, do you like it with the skin in or without skin? I don't have a I don't have a strong preference on that one. Okay. I I like creamy. I I'm I'm like a I'll take all kinds. Yeah. I think I guess I would say the skin in it probably goes better with the more chunky mm-hmm. mashed potato. Um whereas the creamy it's better just uh no skin, but I don't I I wouldn't really I wouldn't care either way. I hear you. Yeah. So um you know, just uh 
I think a little bit of texture inside it is something that I'm always finding pretty interesting. We uh, before we made it, we stopped by Strelatava on the way home, and yep. I'm always looking to see if there's any deals in there or whatever. And we were walking around the store, um, didn't really see too many deals except we went to like the clearance rack, and there happened to be a Lake Crusade, like a nine by nine ish. Now that's the one thing that we don't have in our kitchen. We have a couple of nine by thirteens. I got, you know, your, your glass ones. I got your baking pans or baking dishes or, like the, you know, the rectangular, like, high-wall baking dishes. I got all that stuff. Um, yeah. What I don't have is a 9x9. Nine nine. And, and there, it's, it's important to, like, make it um, to the dish that's required because then you can, like, control. I think it really helps monitor, like, how much, you know, maybe liquid will stay in it. I think we, we made it 9 by 13 instead of a 9x9. Nine nine. I think because we spread it that 4 or, you know, four extra inches it really you know the extra surface area crisps everything up and it gets a little bit drier than you want it to um so we found this lake crusade like this beautiful uh dutch oven nine by nine on the clearance i go holy crap i've never really seen this brand on clearance and somebody goes yeah i can't i haven't seen it either do you want me to check the price for you I Go, yeah sure <laughs> yeah and he goes it's 50 dollars. i was like oh my god that sounds wow. like a good deal um for this brand i'll say for the brand you know it is if, if you go to lake crusade you sort of you they make all those like fun colors or whatever. Yep. I think it's like your standard, uh, you know, it's it's on the price you're in. And so fifty dollars to me sounded like a steal. And then just before we checked out, Carolyn had the great idea to be like, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you double check how much it would be?" And f- sure enough, regular price for this thing is fifty dollars. So I was like, "Oh my god, I thought it was going to get a deal." Oh. Yeah, and then they wow, said, "Oh, really? well, you." They're like, "Well, you get twenty. Uh, they said, "You know what?" It's on the twenty percent off shelf, so we can knock off eight dollars for this thing. It's like, ah, it wasn't the color we wanted. We have like this really beautiful red Lake Crusade Dutch oven, like a six and a half quart guy. So it's like a really nice statement piece that we cook in. This yeah. one was like a like a turquoise, and I think if it was a good deal, if like fifty percent off, fifty dollars was like somehow ninety percent off on this thing or whatever, we would have seriously considered it. But if it's only twenty percent off. Like eight dollars isn't enough for us to like really like we we would love to continue to use the same color for everything, really just yeah. keep that theme going. And so we ended up not getting it. But I've been meaning to get a couple of additional uh, cooking tools. You know, I want um, I want another big spatula. We only have one spatula in the home. I'd like a wow. spatula. I love a ladle. Um, yep. Because right now we have kind of a soup spoony thing, but it's like I don't have a ladle. I would love a ladle. Yeah, um, I'd also love a, a masher, you know, like a potato masher. Yep, 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 yep. We don't have uh, one of those. Yeah, I also I want definitely. a chef brick, which is you know, like I don't know how much you're making meat, but something that like presses it down. Um, uh-huh. So sort of like a two or three pound guy that like you know sometimes when you're cooking something you use a spatula you like press it down a little bit. Yes, yes. Um, you can get things that you literally there's a handle on it and you just place it on top of it and just like yeah, just I've seen it. these before. So those are some of the things I'm looking for. I'm also looking for like uh, when you salt your stuff, you know how the most of the time is like salt and pepper. Do you do that separately? Do you do like salt a little bit and then pepper? Yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you do? Well, I've, I've seen people have like the little containers that include salt and pepper. Together. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, yeah. I, usually, I, I just have two shakers or grinders. So um, yeah, just one at a time for me. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid salt um, these days. Is your is cholesterol funny, given low? My, your blood pressure low? Dude, high? my cholesterol, my cholesterol and blood pressure are high, so both run high in my family. 
and I'm uh, aware. I've been aware of this for a few years now. Um, I haven't really done too much about it, and given this last year, just such, such a sedentary lifestyle, like my weight's been going up. As and I could like tell. Obviously, like my fitness is reduced dramatically. I haven't been doing CrossFit for over a year now. Um, I feel exhausted <laughs> just after a day. Like I, I've told you this before. I don't. I don't remember if I've said it on the podcast before too, but. After a day, like on the weekend, where it normally is like a relaxing day for people where they recover their energy from a long work week, the weekend is mo- much more exhausting than the work week because we're just trying to like entertain Gordon and keep up with him the whole day. So um, what I've noticed is just like running around with him, just like getting off, getting, because, you know, he's so he's so short, right? So he's, cl- yeah. he's so close to the ground. I do so many like activities and things on like near the floor. Earlier this, this week, I... Um, I was readjusting his bookshelf because we're trying to like readjust his room so that he can start being a little bit more self-sufficient so that he doesn't have to sleep in his like crib anymore, but he can actually sleep on a mattress, which is on the floor. And so we've like moved his bookshelves from up high to lower on the wall. They're like floating bookshelves. And so I'm sitting there like setting these things up. I'm like, you know, removing them from the, from the, from the wall and like, you know, reinstalling them much lower. And like, I'm standing up and I'm like take picking things up and moving them around the house and, going back and forth and doing like these really like not like weightlifting style motions or anything but just like the getting up off the ground like i get i'm i can feel myself getting like lightheaded when i'm standing up yeah and i'm like that's blood pressure dude that's not good is that blood pressure and give i think so at least i you know i was talking to lane about i I believe it's i believe it's correlated with blood pressure to some degree i don't think it's purely blood, blood pressure but like I I didn't used to have this. I remember hearing about this a long time ago when I was in like high school. That some people if they get up too quickly off the ground, they get a little bit woozy. They feel like they can almost feel like they're about to pass out. Yeah. I never used to have that. I've been having it over the, the last few years. Yeah. So I've been having it over the last few years. I don't think it's purely blood pressure, but it's feeling worse than it ever did before. Um. So I'm just like I gotta get myself. And I got to get myself together. And it's not even like I'm a salt eater. Like I don't sit there and eat salt or add salt to much of my food in general anyway. But um, I'm trying to to not uh, exacerbate it in any manner. So that's uh, just my long-winded way of saying I'm trying not to use very much salt. So more more often than not, I'm just grinding that pepper um, but not the salt. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, man, it's uh, I didn't know that that's a a blood pressure thing because I get lightheaded often. Does that mean you have high blood pressure or low blood pressure? I'm I'm looking it up right now to see like what say is it say uh, hypotension, which is low blood pressure. So I don't know. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm i slowly starting to run again. I didn't run this weekend. Some stuff came up, but uh, I will say that it is, it is like far cry from where you and I were fitness-wise a while ago. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it is, that first step to get back onto it's the path so of this thing, it's, hard. It's, it's so hard. It is. It is really, really hard. So, um, yeah. Do you plan on like? How do you plan on? Well, first of all, do you plan on trying to get back on the horse? 
Yeah, I have to. I absolutely have to. Um, I told you that a while back, almost probably been like two months now, that I was able to finally find dumbbells at Target when I was in Florida. And I have them here, and I've only used them a handful of times. You know, I used them a few times when I was in Florida. I've only used them once or twice while I've been here back home. And I've been home for like a month now. So not a good look. Um, I have my bike, but the temperatures haven't been so great and haven't been consistently good enough to go out riding. And... I find it difficult to make time to do it after Gordon's home. Because when he's home, like, you know, the sun's going down these days at like 7 to 7, like 7.30-ish. And so he goes to bed at like 6, 6.30. Um, but a lot of times it's like it's a crapshoot as to whether or not it's warm enough um, and the te- and like not, not raining um, mm-hmm. to actually get out there and ride. Like all these are just excuses. I have to start integrating it into my schedule and I need to start integrating it when he's in daycare because that's built in time for me that he's being taken care of. I don't have to coordinate with anybody else, namely Lena, to try to like find time to be able to get out the house because in the afternoon, for example, or the evening, she could want to go to the gym as well and both of us can't leave the house. So who who gets priority? And if that were the case and I hadn't worked out, but I want want to that I need to just come to the basement and use these weights because I can get a good workout with these weights. So, um, yeah, I need like, and, and I, I think I mentioned that I did get my, I got, I got my first shot of my COVID vaccine this, this week. So I'm hoping that once I'm fully vaccinated, I'll feel much more comfortable getting to the gym. Not even hoping. I just know that I will be. So I think, um, I need to start integrating that directly into my schedule and, you know, when, uh, in the, you know, take an extended lunch, do a workout. And then when Gordon goes to bed, just make up that missed time for work and then call it a day, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, it's been hard throughout the pandemic to find the same motivation to go out and do stuff. And yeah. it does somehow feel like, it's almost like you remember like, you know, when you get really busy, you think to yourself, man, when we were in high school, we had to get up at 6 a.m. every day because your bus showed up. My bus showed up at 6.40 a.m. Same. Yep. And, same. Exactly the same time for me. Right. And then, you know, school let out at 2.18, but you had stuff yep. you had to do after school. I had yep. stuff I had to do after school. You somehow then get home, eat dinner. You do your homework to like, what, like 9 or 10 every day? <laughs> yeah. And then you rinse and repeat, and like, you made it. You made that work, right? And and then college was like, oh my god, like you really had to find it in yourself to stay regimented and what have you. Uh, and now it's like, you know, for a while you you were working out in the morning. Lena was working out in the morning. Get ready, come home. Uh, get ready for work. Commute to work, and then a full day of work. Come home. And you're able to fit all that stuff in. It's just, it just every time it feels like, you know, you would think that working from home would mean that you have more time to do stuff, but it just ends up being more time to do work. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like you're, you're burning the candle at both ends and you're like, how did I make this work before? And why can't I make it work now? And it just, you know, I was learning about this for like, because human beings are, creatures of habit 
humans crave habit because it just means that your brain can start to create like all these functions that like auto run so that you use less brain power to think about things right like you you remember like you wake up you you work out you like workouts tough but like once you get home you're like you're showering you're getting dressed you like maybe eat a little bit you commute to work like all that's like kind of like an autopilot you're not really thinking about what you're doing you just know what you're doing is right and if you do it enough times, it just requires you, like, it requires less of your focus and attention and energy, essentially, to get that stuff done. But with COVID, you you almost had, you were forced to rethink everything. Is this exactly. safe? Should I be doing that? And so, like, yeah. the most mundane activities just cost you so much energy. So then you think to yourself, like, I didn't do anything today. I just sat home. How am I so exhausted? Like, well, you had to rethink literally every action in your life. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, the it's it's really funny thinking about the time that you dedicate to um the time that you dedicate to doing something like a physical activity. Like, you know, when you're when you were going to spin class or when you were like running, when I was going to CrossFit, the the amount of time that it would take from each day that you were doing these activities and it was just like, Oh, this is part of my routine, right? Like you barely think about it. When I was going to CrossFit, I was, that was two hours of my day. Like the class is an hour, but getting there, coming back, taking a shower, like by the time I would be back, you know, doing whatever I'm doing, it's like two hours removed from my day. And now like I, I seem to be struggling to pick up a weight for 30 minutes, you know, just something minimal to get back into the things and I, and I, I seem to, to not be able to find the time and energy to do it. And like, for me, I I'm using, like, I've been using the excuse of, oh, well, you know, I transitioned to a new job and then Gordon was born. Um, you know, that was the excuse when I was working at chop, when I was, when I had that, that hour and a half commute each way. And then Gordon's around and like nowadays for me, my excuse is I'm just so, I'm so fucking spent <laughs> at the end of most days. Um, and even like, and like I'm cheating because I'm, I'm, I'm taking away sleep from myself to like be able to watch more TV shows or to be able to play more video games or something like that. But that, that affects my ability to do physical activities. And so I think that's like, that's where it all like, that's where it all starts really. My, my, my probably like the, the incomplete sleep on a lot of nights is resulting in a lack of energy to be able to spend 30 minutes to an hour to do something like that um and like we've talked about a million times before like starting back up on like a workout regimen Mm -hmm. is 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 the hard it's the hardest part it's just the first two weeks i don't even want to say maybe even just first week of just like consistency it's like you're just you're you're working the rust off those gears but once they start moving it's just like it becomes routine it becomes easy to do it again um, some days you're going to hate it, but it's so much easier to go on the days where you don't really want to go than it is to go that first time. And that's where I am right now. It's like getting that first, that first round going. I just can't seem to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to figure out cause like I can't, uh, lean on the fact that I might have time after work to work out I, it's, right. I have to do it before um, but just this idea of like you know my days are starting so early nowadays 
and do I have it in me to even wake, like to wake up even earlier to like crank something out? Uh, I think it makes sense to, to try to like commit to that, but boy, is it tough. Boy, is it yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess the, the easiest way to really do it is just like to, to force each other. Right. Like for me, I think talking to you and like starting that challenge, be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do some type of workout three times this week. Right. And if I say, if I, if I say that and you hold me accountable, then I'm going to do it. And I feel like it's a little bit easier this way than like trying to lean on Lena. Cause I know I could do it just as easily with her, but I feel like coming for whatever reason, coming from you, my level of comfort for like, escaping and giving an excuse i just feel like it's a it's um i feel like i feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna feel more judged (laughs) i think coming from you or just more motivated on on your end so maybe that's what i need to do not maybe i'm just gonna do it right i'll just say let's commit to it let's commit to it three times this week three times this week at least 30 minutes of, of some type of workout some type of exercise whether it's uh, at least in my case, I'll say whether it's my bike or just the weights. Uh, I even have an elliptical here in the basement, like just something. Even go for a run. Yeah, let's do that. Let's commit to that three times this week. All right. Yeah, All that right. sounds good. Well, then let's. Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's get out of here and wish both of us uh, luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll report back how the how the how that goes next week. So that's even more pressure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to go to the hospital.